It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver from Locked On wizards it is mailbag time and a couple questions from viewers and people on twitter what is the ceiling for west unsealed at coach and should john wall be considered to come back to dc we're going to talk about Westbrook going to the los angeles clippers and we're going to have our plus and minuses about the all-star weekend let's get into it next on locked on wizards you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, welcome to Locked On Wizards with your hosts, Brandon Scott and my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today, t- tonight's episode, rather, is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So mailbag questions. We're going to get into a couple questions from viewers and people, um, fans on Twitter. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers. And we're going to talk about Lord Hammers, the all-star game. <laughs> so let's definitely get into it. So the first question tonight, everybody. Comes from Smitty, Vevin, Jaegerman, Jensen. Do you believe Wes is the right guy to lead this team? What do you want to see more from him? What you got, E? I think the jury is still out, but he over the past few games when DeLon Wright has come back and, uh, you know, Porzingis has been healthy, Kuz has been healthy, and Brad has been back healthy, playing well. You know, the five-game winning streak we had, 
but it's been a roller coaster of a ride. We had a 10 game losing streak. We had a couple, we had, I want to say, two five game winning streaks. Um, and then you have the two 20 point law where you're up by 20 points and you you just give those game, games away against the Nets and the Blazers. So it's been a roller coaster ride for West. I, I think I have seen some improvement from him since last year. Now, the Timberwolves was one of his best games. I think that was probably his best coach game maybe in his career. Um, the Going to zone against the Timberwolves, we were getting torched by Anthony Edwards. We were down by 20 points. We were actually on the other side of a 20-point game where West made adjustments and we came back. He went zone against the Timberwolves. Uh, at halftime, he put Corey Kispert in instead of Gafford. Corey Kispert started the second half. Uh, because Corey Kispert was hot, so he actually went with the hot hand. We've seen time and time again where guys get hot and he takes them out, uh, where he doesn't really play them that much in the second half. Um, and then towards the end of the game, the pick and roll with Bradley Bill against Rudy Gobert. So when he's making adjustments like that, that's where I see improvement for, from West from last year. I do want to see more of that. I do think he's he's had more control of the locker room. Last year it was tough. You know, I think you know he, he kind of had a tough time policing the locker room. There were some different personalities in there. And they kind of just took over and, you know, all the bickering and, and bad chemistry and fights and stuff. I think he had a tough time managing those egos where he's doing a better job of that this year where guys guys are more reserved on the team than they were last year. Uh, but I think he's improved with that. But to answer the question, I, I think the jury's still out. The jury's still out. We still want to see more. There's a couple of games left. We have seen some inconsistencies. We can point to some good games and we point to – some really bad games with those two 20-point losses where, where we gave up 20-point uh, leads. Um, there's other some some other stuff that I saw. Uh, calling timeouts, I'm going to see him, you know, be aggressive on calling timeouts when, before the game gets out of hand. Um, and, and, and like I said, those adjustments that he did make, uh, I've seen improvement over that. And it, just his personality, being a leader of men, he has to grow into that. And I still think he, he's, he's improving in that case where he has said it's been tough being an assistant coach turning to a head coach where you have to, you know, manage personalities, manage egos. I think he's doing a good job of that and getting the relationship with the players. Yeah, I definitely think the jury is still out. Now you do see improvements. Um, culture change. You know, this is something that we've heard a lot within this organization, especially after uh, post John Wall era. You know, we all know the situation with that. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but culture change. Um, I do see it. I do see a culture change. Um, I do see a lot, you know, they get along, they're hanging out. You know, last year was just crazy, man. <laughs> you had guys fighting in the, the tunnel. You know, you had guys fighting for minutes. And while you do see a little log jam at the guard position, it's not as bad as it was last year with people, I mean, literally fighting for minutes. So um, <laughs> I do like the the culture change, man. But um, Wes, I guess we got to kind of look at what he is. He's a second-year first-time head coach. You know, he's a second year being a first-time head coach. Um, he's still getting a feel for the job, and you know, I'm not making excuses for him. I, I, I do want to see more from him, but this is his second year, so I think going into next year is where I really want to see the progress as far as from West. You know, I want to see the progress year three, but I, I think the biggest stickler for me, outside of all the points you made, or spot on, man, on point. Uh, the biggest thing for me is. You know, the, the taller lineup that we asked for that we finally got, it works. It really works. But there's different lineups in this league. I want to see more, you know, him game planning a little more, you know, not just sticking with that lineup. You know, because some teams, you know, I get this tall lineup against Cleveland. I get that. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, I get it. But, you know, when you have lineups where you, maybe you're going against an ISA as dude at the five, you might want to change it up and pitch, you know, 
So I want to see him kind of miss and match lineups, you know, really get into game planning and not just sticking with the same lineup because I think when he sticks with the same lineup, the lineup can kind of get redundant a little bit. And teams kind of game plan around that lineup, and that's when we kind of find trouble. So when you kind of miss and match, you know, you're catching other teams off guard because they don't know how to game plan against, you know, these, these – and we have the ability to do that. We have guys who can play more than one position. You know, Denny can play the three and the four. You know, Monte, DeLon, I mean, almost every guard we got can play the one and the two. So, you know, I think we have the ability to kind of mismatch. So that's for him to kind of take that step going into the year three. Um, I want to see him kind of game plan a lot more. But, you know, I, I'm going to give him credit where it's due. You know, he, he's really improving. You know, his rotation is getting better. He needs to work on the timeouts, but you do see him improving. But, you know, I mean, it's a tough situation coming to a franchise, man. You know, being a first-time head coach, dealing with a mixture of rookies who are trying to get those minutes to, you know, to, to shine. And then, you know, on the other half, you have veterans who are fighting for those minutes. So that's a tough situation to go into as a head coach. But, yeah, going forward, I think year three is where I want to really see that significant growth. Yeah, uh, you brought up the big lineup because at first they started Denny. And then, you know, Denny was playing okay, but the shooting you know, like shooting from three, he was struggling from that. Uh, you know, you look at other defenses, how they were guarding him. He was, you know, they, they weren't really stepping out there, so it was packing in the paint. Now, bringing in another big in Gafford is not, of course, going to improve three-point shooting, but three-point shooting has, actually has improved since we started that lineup. There's just been more ball movement, you know, running the floor, protecting the paint. The defense has been better. Um, and Denny off the bench has just been better. I think, you know, you look at the – the, the five game stretch where he, he was getting 20 points and they were calling people were calling him turbo. Um, but that was a big ad- adjustment by West. You know, West started Anthony Gill at one point. He's just shuffled the lineup and he has the cards he's been dealt haven't been the best either, to be fair with it to him. You know, Bradley Bill's missed a lot of games. Who's has missed some games. Porzingis has missed some games. He's had, he's had to play Jordan Goodwin and Jordan Goodwin has played well. Jordan Goodwin's out of the rotation. Now he's starting to get back in the rotation, but. Wes has made some adjustments, but like we were talking about before, sometimes he does just stick with the game plan. Like he'll just stick with, you know, what what he planned before the game, and he won't really adjust much. And if what if what he planned before the game doesn't work out, he'll keep he'll keep sticking with it. And that's kind of where we see the twenty point losses come from. Where he's not, where, where there's some adjustments where we see that he should make, but he's not making them. Um, I do want to see some late game play calling uh, improve. I do like what he did against Minnesota. I think I said that before with the, you know, exposing Gobert, making switching Gobert onto uh, Bradley Bill on pick and roll. That really worked really well where Bradley Bill was just cooking Gobert. Uh, but there are times where we just roll the ball out to Bradley Bill and we're just like, hey, go score, where, you know, I'd rather see Monte bring the ball up or Kuz bring the ball up in those late game situations and then find Bradley Bill off a screen or something like that or a screen and roll with Bradley Bill where Bradley Bill's not just dribbling the ball. 10 times and dribbling off his foot. Now, Bradley Bill, like like I said, he played very well against the Timberwolves. I was very impressed with that. But sometimes the late game shots and shot selection is kind of kind of see that there's really the plays aren't really executed well or, or working out well. And uh, I think they have improved with inbound in the ball because last year that was a problem too. They're getting a couple five shot, five second shot, uh, five second uh, violations from inbound in the ball. They just all they had turnovers throwing the ball inbounds late games, and it, it was just they just looked uh, just out of place. And uh, not ready to execute down the stretch. So um, those are the points for West. But I think he's really improved over the past couple of games. We've been giving him a hard time, but the last week and a half, the winning streak and the Timberwolves game, um, I, I, I think he's he's showing strides for sure. I think he I think he is improving. Yes, sir. So the jury is still out on West. So before we talk about John Wall and Russell Westbrook, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. 
The main way point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download Fan, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. So I'm on FanDuel right now, and I'm looking at some odds. Now, first of all, I'm looking at the NBA championship odds, and currently the Boston Celtics are at plus 280. Now, on the flip side, looking at our Washington Wizards, they are at a plus 50,000. So that's that. Uh, <laughs> moving on to uh, some games Thursday night because uh, the All-Star break and Thursday night. So uh, looking at a couple more games, uh, Denver, Cleveland, Cleveland, negative um, two. I'm going to roll with Cleveland. Uh, the Pistons, Magic, Magic's uh, negative seven. That's a tough one. That's a lottery showdown. Um, negative eight, Boston against the Pacers. I'm going to roll with Boston. And another one I'm going to highlight is uh, the Warriors at L.A. Uh, the, the Lakers are actually negative four and a half. So I might roll with late on the Lakers, but that's a, that's a tough one, man. So, um. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, which is my go-to. I love parlays. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go from FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So, the second question we have tonight, definitely appreciate everybody with um, turning in the questions. All of them were dope and on point. Uh, this one comes from Tokeo. Why won't they get John Wall? He's better than any point guard we have, has great chemistry with Bradley Bill. We've had the most success with him, and he literally will sell out the Verizon Center, a.k.a. the Capital One Center. He'd make us better. Why are we not getting him? Man, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long explanation, man. I'll say this. Um, if you look at the fact that this year is the 25th anniversary of the Wizards rebrand from the Bullets, and you're just now seeing Gilbert Arenas, I, I'm willing to say it's going to be a little bit longer. Just the way he left, um, especially this year with um, comments made on several podcasts that were less than flattering about management. Um, few shots here, Bradley Bill. I, I don't think the time's right right now for management to bring him back. Um, where he's at in his career right now, you know, the fact that they brought in Russell Westbrook and so easily let John Wall roll says a little bit where he's at in his career. And this chemistry, man. Uh, I think chemistry, where is that right now with his team? I think we're set where we're at. Now, as a John Wall fan, man, um, yeah, obviously you would like to see him again, but I just don't think right now is the right time for him to come back. Yeah, uh, he definitely didn't leave on good terms. Uh, like you said, on, on the podcast, we talked about that and the comments that he made about Tommy Shepard and Ted and uh, even Bradley Bill on the way he left. You know, um, he said that 
um, you know, did he asked Bradley Bill, did you want to run it back? And Brad was like, hey, I have to think about it. And then once he heard that from Brad, he was like, oh, I'm getting traded, you know. So um, and then, you know, the whole um, the video that came out where he was, you know, throwing up sign sign language and stuff or gang signs. Ted wasn't happy about that. Brad wasn't happy about that. Um, and just the injuries that transpired. Um, I, I remember there was one interview where he did, you know, he's playing a card game. And while during the interview, I know Ted Leonces wasn't happy about that either. And Tommy Shepard. So uh, things didn't end on good terms. And just the injuries, um, you know, torn, you know, the foot injury, the Achilles, he slipped and re-aggravated it, you know. So, uh, so many injuries that he's gone over the past couple of years and him just being out of the game for so many years. And I know John said he went through like mental health, um, you know, situations, you know, his mom passed and. Uh, so he, he's really been through a lot. He's he's not the same guy that he was in 2017. I think he's still a really good player. I think he could definitely help a team in the league. Um, but there is a reason why the Clippers were ready to let go. Of him. The Clippers really wanted him to be there. They recruited him to be there. Um, and now at the trade deadline, they're ready to trade him. And now he's bought out by the Rockets. So um, it's tough. Just looking at his percentages right now, he's shooting 30% from the three, 40% from the field. So he's not an efficient player right now. I mean, he's never been a great three-point shooter. I wouldn't expect him to do that. He was at, he's averaging 11 points a game. Um, but, yeah, if, if you bring him here, uh, he, I mean, I, I think he could help. But my expectations just wouldn't be high because he, he's just not that same guy that he was. I think he is still he's still a good player, but he's a guy that, you know, he's relying on explosiveness and speed. You know, the speed, you, you know, he's you know back in 2017, of course, he was running past everybody. When he got the ball, got a rebound, he would just run past everybody. Now, I do think he would get some open shots for Brad. Um, I think him and Gaff would play well together. I think him and Porzingis would play well together, pick and roll, pick and pop, getting guys open, just pushing the pace. Um, but, yeah, right now he, he's just not that same guy that he was. He's just not. So um, I don't think they'll bring him back because just the terms they left on. And and, and if you watch the broadcast, I heard that they didn't – they did their best not to really bring him up much. So that's very telling there too. So would I be open to John Wall reunion? I, I think I would. I wouldn't mind it. I certainly wouldn't mind. I love me and Brandon. We both went to the Clippers game. It was it was it was lit. It was lit in Verizon Center. I mean, uh, or AKA Capital One Center. It was lit in there. So <laughs> I enjoyed it. When he said it was my city, the crowd got up. We everybody went crazy. I got up too. So I enjoyed it. It's very nostalgic. Uh, but if he did come, I wouldn't expect a lot from him. But I, I think he would be productive. Yeah, I, I just don't think the time is right. I, I don't see it, man. Um, even if he came, it's just. It would be it's tough to have so many alpha males on the same team. You know, mm-hmm. with him going from franchise guy to coming in and playing second fiddle, not everybody's willing to do that, man. You know, not when you were that guy for 10 years. I just I don't see it happening. Um, but as they say, Tom Hills all wounds. I think eventually, mm-hmm. you know, he will I'd like to see him down the road, maybe coming to be in a management position, maybe coaching. I like I would love to see him involved with his franchise because you know, his off the court, what he did for this community, what he meant mm-hmm. to the city. Um, he had more of an impact than Gilbert Arenas did. Gilbert Arenas was, as a player, was electrifying, but you didn't see that off the court impact like you did with John Wall. You know, he was he did a lot for this community. You know, his fan base is still huge in DC. So I think that you know, with his just ten years time of service, man, he, you know, down the road, I would love to see him in this, you know, with his franchise in some capacity. So, um, so I, I'm with you, man, but I, I just don't see it happening. Oh yeah, yeah, I love John. John's done a lot for the city. For sure, in DC, the community, he's done so much uh, for DC. DC loves John; they really do. I mean, the whole city is not just about basketball. He's done so much and given so much to the community. So that's a that's a great point that you brought up too. 
Yeah, so unfortunately, I just don't think the time is right. I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> man. But um, slide next, Russell Westbrook, man. He was rumored to be looking at the Wizards, talking to the Wizards about a potential fit, but he signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Do you, how, how do you, how well do you see him fitting in with the Clippers? And do you think the Wizards will regret not signing him? Um, I, I think he'll be okay with the Clippers. Paul George really wants him. Uh, like I said, John Wall didn't work out there, so we'll see how Russ works out with the Clippers, um, with Kawhi and Paul George. They just got to stay healthy. Um, excuse me, they got a good rock. Norman Powell is good, too. Zubach is a, is a solid center, you know, getting boards. Marcus Morris is a good three-point shooter. Um, so I, I don't know if they're going to bring him off the bench or, or have him start. They got Bones Highland over there, too. They let go of Reggie Jackson. Uh, so they're they're an interesting team, man. They're an interesting team. So we'll see how Teron Lou. I think Teron Lou can get the best out of them. Um, I think Toronto is a good personality to coach Russ as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Russ – and I think he'll know – I mean, he played with LeBron too, and he was still taking some some tough shots. There were some times towards the end of the game he was throwing up some 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 tough, tough shots down the stretch, some head-scratching shots. And that's just what you're going to get with Russ. So you got to take Russ with the good and the bad. There's going to be some bad turnovers, but there's going to be some crazy plays where you're like, wow. Um, there's gonna be some games where he'll have you know some triple doubles, and there's some games where it's, it's gonna be some rough games for him. So, um, but yeah, I, I think he'll fit well with them. I don't know if he's gonna come off the bench or start for them. I don't. I gotta look at their starting line because, like, like I said, I know they got rid of Reggie Jackson, so I don't know if they're gonna. Have, they, I think they will have him start actually. Uh, but I, I think he'll fit well. I do. I think he'll fit well with them. I think it's gonna be a better fit than what it was with the Lakers because you know he'll 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 have the keys to handling the ball where you know him and LeBron you know LeBron's the guy who's usually handing the ball and having the ball all the time where you know Kawhi can play better off of off of uh, Russ and Paul George can play better off of off of Russ so I think it's a better fit I think it's a better fit I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it was but I didn't believe that he was going to come to the Wizards I know there was some reports there was one phony report that came out um I know I sent it to you through Twitter, somebody was saying that Chris Haynes reported that was between us and the Bulls, and I was just like, "Yeah, I, I don't believe this one bit at all. <laughs> I really don't." And uh, and he's going back home. To, he's going right across the locker room to the Clippers. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers. I just I don't think it was ever going to fit, man. It's LeBron's team. Mm-hmm. There's so many hands can touch the ball. Um, it's tough playing at home. You know, you know, it's 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 one thing to struggle. But the struggle in front of family, the struggle in front of the home crowd, you know, that's why a lot of people don't want to come home. I think that's a big reason why KD didn't – because, it's you know, there's a lot of expectations to put on you being back home. And I think that's a big reason why we never have and probably will never see KD in a Wizards uniform because it's just too much pressure to be at home, you know. But I think the Clippers, you know, if they could push the pace, I think they could do something. I, you know, with them, it's just health. You know, it's never – it's just like talking about KP, man. You know, with the clips with Kawhi and, and Paul George, man, it's, it's never been about talent. It's just the, can they stay on the court long enough to play. So, no, I, I like the fit, man. I do like the fit. So, um, before we roll, man, all-star game, man, um, I'm going to bring up um, the three-point contest, the dunk contest, and, and the all-star game. You can either say dope or whack, all right, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. So, all right, let's start with the dunk contest. What you got? Oh, it was dope, man. It was dope. Yes, sir. I loved it. I loved yes, it. Sir. All right, three-point contest. I actually didn't really watch it. I saw Damian Lillard won. Um, I saw Julius Randle's son uh was like crying or upset because Julius Randle was missing so many threes. Oh Lord, I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I like Julius Randle, man, but he shouldn't have been in three-point contest, man. Yeah. 
but it, it was dope, man. Uh, Dane was in his Weber State jersey, you know, doing mm. his thing. So it, it was cool, man. And finally, the All-Star game. I fell asleep in the second <laughs> quarter. I saw Giannis came in. He made a he made a dunk, and then he sat down. Now, Mac McClung, we, we got to talk about Mac McClung. That was oh. He was incredible. He was sensational. Man, handling from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And former Hoya, man. I'm yep. saying, look. Hey, he did some things I ain't never seen in dunk contests. I mean, <laughs> wow. 540. I'm telling you, man. I mean, he – wow, I didn't know he had it in him, man. I mean, mm-hmm. even – he he never really had those kind of ups at Georgetown, man. So, I mean, just – that was cool. But the All-Star game is a lit down. It, it, it's like the NFL, man. It, it gets worse every year. It's mm-hmm. just – nobody's playing defense. You know, they're just kind of going in, scoring a layup. It's just like – it's just – it's about revenue, man. I just – I didn't – I don't see – it's not basketball. It's just a shoot around, you know, where everybody's high five. And I just, I don't see it anymore. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm just not a fan of it anymore, man. Like I said, you know, like we, before the podcast, man, you didn't miss much. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And uh, like you said, it was uh, Mike Malone said, probably the worst all-star game ever. And then uh, like you said, we were talking before you have players that are criticizing it because it's just not competitive anymore. You know, and, and I get it, man. Look, I, I'm born 85. You know, I'm a I'm an 80s baby. You know, I grew up watching Jordan. You know, I grew up watching the end of Magic. You know, I grew up watching a totally different era of the NBA. And I remember all sort of games where they were hooping to win. Like they were they were trying to hurt people. <laughs> like it was, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh I, what was that all-star game, man? Shaquille O'Neal dunked on David Robinson and he did it with <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he was trying to hurt homeboy, man. So and now it's just like Hey man, what's up? How you doing this weekend, man? I, hold on, let me score this layup real quick. You know, uh-huh. Come on, man. Yeah, so it's just it, it's terrible, man. I don't I don't see the point of it anymore. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, go- Dwayne Wade, but well, Mac, Mac. Um, if you watch his high school highlights, yeah, he's jumping out the gym. He's doing like uh, windmills in games off the backboard. I forgot the high school because he wore his high school jersey too in a dunk contest in Georgetown. Yeah. He was he was super athletic. I, I really hate how it ended with Georgetown. I hate when Georgetown had a lot of guys transfer. But Mac's been super athletic, man. I wanted the Wizards to sign him, honestly, to a G League contract. Now, Chris Dunn also, there's a report too. Uh, Chris Dunn, this is from Chris Haynes as well. He says, Bernie Lee of Threads, Sports Management, LTD has signed 2016 a lottery pick Chris Dunn for, a represent, for representation. Dunn is receiving NBA call-up interest from playing in G League's capital, uh, go, capital City Go-Go. So Chris Dunn most likely, unfortunately, will be leaving. Um, but yeah, Chris, um, Mac McClung was incredible, man. And he's had that bounce since high school. So I, a lot of, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. Jericho Sims, he was awful. Trey Murphy was pretty good though. I was impressed with Trey Murphy's dunks, but yeah, I, Trey- I, hate to, I hate to see last thing I'll say, I, I hate to see Chris Dunn leave. Uh, cause he's a good player, man. I think, he, I think he, uh, honestly, I think he helped the wizards right now, but he's, he's probably going to be, be uh, called up to a different team. Yeah. Hey, thank you for your service, man. Because you know, straight <laughs> up, <laughs> he played well, man. Um, but we got so many guards, man. We don't have room yeah. for him. But you know, hey, he played well, and it, and it shows. Look, there's something in the water down there, man. I mean, I'm, you know, they're doing some good things at Capital City Go Go, man. You see a lot of players either getting back in their feet or really becoming really solid guys in the NBA, man. If you look at Jordan Goodwin and uh, so you know, yeah. Hats off to him, man. He did well this year, and it's tough to see him go. But, man, if there's any way to get Mac McClung, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring him to D.C. Because that kid can play some basketball, man. Uh-huh. And he's familiar in Capital One. So, I'm look, I'm just saying. But <laughs> we'll go ahead and end it there, man. Um, before we roll, you got anything, man? 
No, I'm good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, definitely appreciate the questions, y'all. Definitely appreciate the questions tonight. Uh, we're gonna so all star week, so we're gonna do another mailbag, and we're definitely gonna answer a lot more questions. So thanks for making Locked the Wizards your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Game to game NBA for every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. We are close to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, so definitely like, subscribe, comment below. Hit the notification button. And five stars wherever you get podcasts. And check out me and my dude, The Real Ed Oliver, on Twitter and Instagram on game days and off days alike. Especially trade deadlines and offseason. We love to chop it up about potential moves, so definitely hit us up. So everybody, have a blessed evening and definitely appreciate everybody. And see you next time. And hail to the Wizards. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.